Discovery 947 Ride Joburg Podcast. Man. Bike. Ride. Joburg. My name is Bushra Matulini. You might know me from EWN Sport and from Sports Talk. We've all been hearing about the new Discovery 947 Ride Joburg. So because this ride is something I've always wanted to do, I'm turning this bucket list item into an action point in 2019. I mean, how bad can almost 100 kilometers of closed roads and personal challenge on a warm November's day really be? I know there are others out there who share this goal. So to share my introduction into the sport of cycling, but more importantly, to share the awesome advice I get from some of the sport's greatest minds, I've kicked off a podcast. It's simply called Man, Bike, Ride, Joburg. I hope you follow it and me on this journey. Whatever I do now needs to count towards a goal. There's nothing like a deadline to focus my mind. And uh, if you haven't signed up, I hope this podcast will make you feel like it is possible uh, that you would be committed alongside a whole bunch of us and that uh, you might actually get to enter. Now with me, I've got Doug Ryder, the team principal of uh, Team Dimension Data Quebeca. Big fan of especially the team. I mean, as as the South African representative uh, across a a lot of competitions. You're a former Olympic level cyclist and you have an unparalleled paralleled understanding of cycling and what it takes to reach the top. Now, I don't know if I'm going to reach the top, Doug, <laughs> but how can I get close? Well, I reached the top a long time ago. So, um, no, no, look, it's easy to get, you know, to where you want to be, I guess, and uh, and and ultimately set yourself a goal, which I guess, you know, the Discovery 947 ride Joburg is a big goal for all of us. And, um, you know, if you set a goal and then maximize the time that you have, then you can achieve your best performances, I guess. So, it is all around structure and stuff, but I mean, it's ultimately just get on the bike, have the passion and have a goal. You're the perfect person for me to be talking to. I also want to congratulate you on your team's fantastic performance Thank at you. the Under-23 UCI World Champs. I know that uh, Michael Valgren got sixth place. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, if you think that, you know, we've had an, a challenging season this year and, you know, to end up at the World Championships in Yorkshire with the Under-23 World Champion shows that our, our recruitment and, and the development process that we go through with our riders is, is right on par and the best in the world. And then, of course, Michael Valgren, you know, going sixth at the World Championships yeah. in the most atrocious conditions was absolutely spectacular. So it just shows that we're a team that is credible and right up there in the world of cycling. And so it was a, it was a nice acknowledgement of that, which was, which was special for all of us. He has a coach. I want to find out. And I've been picking up a lot of banter about getting a coach, getting ready with a coach. And it seems like in most sporting codes, uh, having a coach is something that uh, is reserved for elite athletes. Uh, would you say it's necessary for me to get a coach? And are coaches available for beginners like myself? No, absolutely. And I think a coach is, is needed in everyone's life. If you think Michael Valgren's coach was, you know, incredibly ecstatic about his performances, because if you think that a you know, the individual does something on the day, but it's a collective unit of individuals that yeah. come together to make a team that they cannot not have in, I guess, in the arsenal and in the background. So it is critical. And I think for every athlete and every person, we all time poor. We all have the same amount of time. Yeah. And if you can maximize that time and work smarter and do the best that you can in, with the time that you have, you know, then, you know, then that's critical. And I think having a coach they keep you on you know on point and on the goal and and gives you that feedback where you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So I think that it's absolutely critical to have that structure. And and what kind of uh, mental barriers would a coach assist, uh, especially cyclists, get over? Yeah, no, look, completely. The mental side of it is the most part. You know, when you, yeah. you know, we're all stressful people and we're all busy and, 
And so, you know, going through the day and, and you know, if you feel fatigued and you, you feel mentally not into it and then the coach can keep you, I guess, on, on, on track and on the goal and actually rejuvenate your energy into the things that actually are important, which is your health and your wellness. Because we all want to live longer and have happier lives and happier wives and happier days and, yeah. and happier jobs. And I think a coach is one of those individuals that actually will keep you mentally on track and yeah. say that actually you might be feeling down, but your numbers are looking good and you you know, you should be able to, to achieve, you know, what you want to. And then that belief system in you is something that uh, that every person needs. Yeah. And I mean, you captained the national team for, I think, about nine years. Yeah. How important was a coach for you? The funny thing is, in those days, when I was racing in the late 80s and early 90s, there weren't actually many coaches in sport. Oh. We had lots of mentors. And I think that was also critical in how we, we leveraged individuals and what they did and used that as kind of the benchmark on how to move forward. So, you know, I've had lots of mentors in my life over the years, but kind of following what has been done before because those days only heart rate monitors were coming into play there yeah. was nothing that we have available to us today which is such a data rich time yeah. you know for any sports person and any individual that wants to be healthy and I guess more mobile but I mean you know in those days I had a crazy mentor that worked really hard and yeah. uh, and so we just spent a lot of hours on the road I have been able to track my progress personally because I do keep an electronic diary, as you mentioned. But now I'm thinking of getting into like a group training. What are the benefits uh, of group training? Should I even be looking at doing that? No, absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, today cycling, running, whatever you, you, you know, you're attempting to do, it's a lot more fun and it goes a lot quicker when, you know, when you're in a group and with like-minded individuals mm. that have also set goals and want to achieve things. It is safer, but it is more fun. You know, sport is supposed to be social. It's not something you're supposed to suffer and do alone. And I think people need that today as, as well to get a release from all the other pressures in life. And, and so, you know, group riding is important. If you look at our professional riders they have specific training. A successful team is built up of brilliant individuals yeah. that are experts in their own field, that's in their right. own discipline. And then when they come together under a strategy, that's when magic can happen. Everybody achieves something significant. And I think even if you ride in a group and you and you achieve significant things, you you know, you feel like you did it together because you woke up every morning, committed to each other and then got there, you know, and, and did your exercise and your fitness. So, you know, our riders often train alone and do specific intervals, but yeah. when it, when they come together, they can socialize and they can learn from each other. So that's critical. So, Doug, there's somebody listening to this podcast right now, could be a female, who's going, I want to start riding in a group. Should there be a difference in the preparations? Should you ride mixed? Should you ride with only females? No, I mean, I think you learn from everybody and I think it's people that you can connect with and that are in your area and, uh, you know, that are similar in ability or potentially coached by the same individual, you yeah. know, that you're on a similar structure and a similar plan and then you, you can get massive enjoyment out of it. It's nice to sit in Lycra at the coffee shops afterwards and talk about what you've done and then yeah. go to work. And um, But I mean, the social aspect of sport is beautiful and in cycling particularly because you get to see so many wonderful places, experience the most beautiful time of the day in the early mornings or the late afternoons. We have such brilliant weather in South Africa. We should, yeah. we should leverage it and do it together. There's this big trend that seems to be popping up when I talk to people about power meters in training. Yeah. Can you explain what that's about? You know, a lot of people that are using technology today and power is a constant is a definitive measurement that you can use every single day it's not like heart rate monitors that fluctuate over different things stresses in your life etc so power is something that is always the same and is always something that you can count on and rely on when i was a professional we didn't have those mm. it was kind of like long slow distance we called it lsd which sounds interesting but um you know <laughs> long slow distance was what what we did and then with interval training in yeah. between that and then you just monitored that but whereas now with power you can really have a dedicated structured training plan and uh, and then stick to it 
with all the other elements attached to it. And I think that's where a coach comes in. They can look at that data and yeah. give you the thumbs up or, you know, many health benefits, I guess, that are that are coming through with, with technology and power and the added data that is available today. How do I then, without a coach, can I train using power and, and how do I then go about that? No, you can. I mean, you can you can get power meters today. There's so many on the, on the market and you can just understand what your functional threshold power is and then, you know, take 95% of that and then work out your levels. You know, this stuff is easy and available today and um, it's not so difficult to work out. You know, if you are a person that loves data and wants to self-monitor yourself, then, then so be it. There's lots of individuals like that. But, you know, I'm not one that ever was keen on that kind of yeah. stuff. I went out and did what I needed to do and, and what how I felt, I guess. But, you know, I've always had a coach in my later years of cycling and it's someone that can phone you and just send you messages and say, you know, you're on track. You did an amazing workout you know, you, you should be feeling better. It gives you that mental stability mm. too. So I know that uh, Quebec is the charity that Team Daidata support uh, yes. and the, the purpose can be a massive driver in doing well at something. Would you suggest people sign up for the Discovery Ride Joburg and support a charity? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the reason why we get up in the morning. It's the reason why our team, which is a purpose-driven, um, you know, technology-led team and that's what we focus on as a team and I think when in the tough times when you don't want to get up or you don't want to go out there and do what you need to do the charity and making a difference to somebody else's life is that catalyst and it's that thing that you know really gets us up every single day and motivates us so you know anybody that wants to take on a challenge like the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg I think you know riding for a purpose and riding for something that's bigger than yourself is a big motivating factor and you get much more pleasure at the end of the event yeah. having you know known that you could have put a smile on somebody else's face is something that's that's really special and uh, just before I this up i do know that team data are getting a new name tell me what that's about yeah so dimension data has been acquired by ntt holdings which is a international japanese organization and you know so we will be called team ntt pro cycling next year pretty exciting for this team you know of course dimension data is still involved with ntt so you know they are our home and they are heart a uniquely south african organization that went global so we'll change our colors a bit next year so everybody's looking to wait and see what that'll look like but it's pretty special and we look forward to representing ntt into the future and taking african cycling hopefully onto the top step more often next year than, than 2019. Thank you so much for joining me, Doug Ryder, team principal of what is known as at the moment Team Dimension Data uh, for Quebec, but soon to be known as Team NTT Pro Cycling. Come and join me as we cycle through the streets of Joburg. Thanks for listening to the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. Livepodcasts.fm